film that just happened, the podcast that brings you your mission report from December 16th, 1991. Oh. FYI, you're going to be hearing a lot of splat noises. It's me coming over and over again <laughs> thinking about this movie. Pre-recorded at the FTC, edited at Lazarus Space Studios, recording in high-quality audio for posterity on May 6th. To be aired on May 15th, already midway through May. Uh, with closed captions where available, we submit for approval your weekly source of audio debauchery. Gotovi Sobli Udat. I'm Rodney Sinu. I don't have any special shit to say before my name, so I'm just Adam Flores. And a special guest here in the FTC, the next in line in the Ben Paz Arjadon <laughs> line of cousins. No, not Aubrey, but the one after Aubrey. <laughs> and a first-time comer. First-time comer. Yep. Appreciate all kinds of comers on the show. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Dundee Gohildi. Hey. Welcome, welcome. The infamous Dundee. Because we've been talking about Dundee since the first episode that Aubrey was on, I think. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think you were a real nice. person for a while. <laughs> I'm real. <laughs> I'm like, bullshit. There's no fucking guy. Everyone's just saying that shit. So, welcome. Thank you. All right. So, today is the big day. We're, uh, not, it's not the nerd yelling episode that uh, we're going to have coming up on the Get Disease Network, but almost, well, actually, technically, this is the day of this Captain America Civil War release yeah movie so we'll give you our review let you know what we thought we might just break down the movie it's going to be a very organic podcast the three of us have seen it which is why the three of us are on and uh, also it's midnight on friday we can't anybody else to come out to the ftc this late so thank shout you for out, coming sh- shout out to david who was going to come on well let's fuck it let's just jump right into shout outs shall we <laughs> uh, shout out to maria for all the things that you do happy mother's day i love you with all my heart uh shout out to my mom for mother's day everything you do i love you with <laughs> Shout out to David Merkel for uh, wanting to come to the show today, but he couldn't. Shout out to David Merkel for getting us tickets to go see Civil War last night, and we went. It was our first time seeing a Marvel movie together, so that was cool because I hadn't seen one with him, even though we've been friends for a while now. So shout out to you, and shout out to Dunny for coming. That's a birthday shout out. Ah, yes. Uh, shout out to Arturo, Don, Renee. Happy birthday, Renee. Rachel, and uh, Mindy. Rachel. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Do you have any shout outs? Yeah, I do. Came prepared. So, first oh, and shit. foremost, uh, shout out to my mom. Happy Mother's Day, Sunday. Um, shout out Wait, to my I sister. I hope she's not listening. <laughs> oh, no. I don't think so. To my sister and her family, uh, my nieces, my three nieces. Special shout out to my older niece. She got accepted to Lane Tech. I hope she's not listening. No. <laughs> Love you, Mara. <laughs> Shout out to my bros at um, Illinois Masonic Lodge 995 in Westchester. Maybe you guys will be listening. I'm not sure, but uh, shout out to you guys. Shout out to my good friend, Matt Baldwin, who's seen the movie with me yesterday. Captain America Marvel War, uh, Civil War. Saw yeah. it yesterday. I dragged you out, so shout out to you. Shout out to my friend, Dan Lawler, who dragged me out tonight. Fed me with some champagne, so I'm feeling a little toasty. Thank you for that. And um, that's about it. Nice. I like when people are actually prepared for the shout outs. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was that was perfect. That yeah. was very well done. Good job. Do you have notes? Are you like Aubrey? She comes with notes sometimes. No, I was going to. I swear I was going to come with notes, but no, I don't. I'm going to shout out to my mom for Mother's Day. Hope you're not listening. Uh, shout out to Sandra, uh, my baby mama, and uh, all the mamas, 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 mama. All right. Podcast news. Are we going to jump Yes. What else is there? You already did the birthday shout outs. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess I did. Jesus Christ. I thought we were doing organic movie review for me. Well, do we have prepared. any news? Fuck it. No, let's, well, ju- let's jump right into it then. Okay, so. Uh, we'll, to, um, I just saw. We'll, we'll shout out the cities, uh, the new listeners and the regular listeners. We're, we're actually doing really well. Now that we're on Google Play. Yeah, now that we're doing really well, let's not shout out the people that <laughs> are, are the new listeners. 
Damn it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Now that we're on Google Play, um, also available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Podomatic.com, Podbay.fm, Stitcher, where all fine podcasts are sold, Get Disease Network, uh, Geeks of Go-Go. Listeners are, listeners are way up all nice. across the board. Just want to say thank you before we go to our, uh, our organic Marvel Civil War review. These generally don't follow the typical format, so. Oh, I'm sorry. Real quick, shout out to uh, Joe Godella, who unfortunately lost his grandmother uh, a couple days ago, so shout out to you. A uh, noble listener has done some of our back episodes. Went back and uh, binge listened a little bit. It's going to be on the show for the 104th episode. I already, nice. already wow. told the wife. He's like, I'm going to be there, all this stuff. So big shout out to Joe Godella. We're all thinking of you here at UTJH. All two of us and anybody else that wants to listen that wants to say what's up to Joe Godella. So shout out to you, buddy. That it? Yeah. All right. Moving on to the I just saw portion of the evening. <laughs> Jump right into it. All right. So let's get the bullshit out of the way. I'm on the final episode of season three of Parks and Recreation. Oh, damn. I thought we were just going to jump Marvel. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. That's what I said. Let's get rid of the bullshit stuff. All right. So there's that. I haven't seen anything else but Parks and Recreation and, of course, now Civil War. Um, have you guys seen anything except for Civil War? Anything besides Civil War? Um, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Uh, what was your take on that movie? It was boring. Action scenes were good. I liked Doomsday, but uh, overall, I didn't really care for it compared to all the other Batman movies, like The Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, Batman Begins. Not a fan of the Batfleck? No, definitely not a fan, no. Favorite Batman? Favorite Batman would probably be Christian Bale. And then maybe Michael Keaton. <laughs> <Right>. Wrong! <laughs> okay, quick quick top topics, including Batman animated series, movies, oh, okay. uh, DC movies. Top five Batman movies, including cartoons, live action, any kind of incarnation of Batman. Top five? Batman the Musical. Oh, man. I was going to say, fuck, there was a musical? I didn't see this. Uh, you're probably going to hate me, but Dark Knight is probably my most favorite. Then Batman Returns. No, I don't hate that choice. Adam might. Yeah. <laughs> After Batman Returns, probably... Wait, Dark Knight and then Batman Returns? Yep, Dark Knight, Batman Returns. Um, then Batman Begins. Then Dark Knight Rises. Then the fifth would probably have to be... Did I say the original Batman? Wow, no. it's number five? Yeah. So no animated Batman animated no, series, Kevin no. Conroy, nothing? I remember... Well, I've, I've only watched a couple Batman animated movies. One was the Mr. Freeze one, and I don't really remember that. Ooh. Well, was, that, was that technically a movie or just a really long episode of the time? Uh, no, they had a straight-to-video one, mm. I believe. Heart of Ice. I think Mask of the Phantasm was the only one released in theaters. I remember that one. If I'm not mistaken, which I love that. Yeah. Batman actually gets laid in that one. (laughs) Yeah, he does. Mm. All right. Have you seen anything? Anything I want to talk about right now, because I just want to get to Civil War. (laughs) Let's jump right into Civil War. First things first. First impressions of the movies. Wait. Out of five stars, what would you give? I'd give it a five. I'd give it a five. Oh, God. (laughs) I hated it. I'm going to give it a two, even, yeah, I don't know. Okay, so let's get this out of the way. Yes. Dundee is not a Captain America fan. I am fan. not, whatsoever, and I've seen all three. Yeah. Why Sorry. is he here for that? <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, so. All right. Now, growing up, we, we weren't, I mean, Captain America by, you know, by our, not by our standard. I mean, I guess our generation, I don't know. Our, our, it's like, who the fuck is Captain America? Kind yeah, of well, I mean, Captain America was kind of like a, an old uh, propaganda, like as we, we viewed him, like when we were, well, in our family. But do you I remember guess. the 90s movie, yeah. Captain America? Yeah, yeah, with the, the bike and, and the yeah. Captain Cycle. and I feel like early, these days, Captain America is just, he they make him seem so much cooler than he really is. 
movies. But he is that, like, he's, a lot of things that he does in these movies, he does in the comic books, especially in the past few years. Captain America for, like, for me growing up, I was there when Captain America made the transition from Captain America to U.S. agent, back to Captain America, the different incarnations that he went through. But Captain America really got revamped big time in two ways. One with the Ultimates, which was Marvel's way of redoing all the storylines, and um, right after 9-11. Okay. Right when 9-11 hit, it brought back the need for a... Patriotism? Yeah, that super American, let's get some guy over there and whooping ass, and it did not disappoint. Well, the other thing with Captain America is that he didn't have the chance to have, like, a dark version of Captain America. At least not in the mainstream media. In the comics, like, he, yeah, he went to U.S. agent, and he, like, he did some questionable things, turned against the government, blah, blah. But, like, if you think about Captain America and, like, back in the 80s, like, when we were growing up and we were, we were raised on Batman and Spider-Man, that was, like, the cheesy era, you know, pre-Frank Miller, you know, no one really got the dark side. And then 89 Batman came on and then it became cool to be, like, a dark, brooding superhero. And those were the superheroes that, you know, we enjoyed. So Captain America never really got, like, his mainstream shot to, like, go through that. So it was kind of weird to like Captain America, like, in the 90s if you weren't reading the comics, I suppose. Yeah. Did you think it was campy, though, This these last last two movies even the Avengers like the last well Age of Ultron was definitely campy I liked see the thing is I liked the first two Iron Men or Iron Man um, and then when it started they started incorporating the Avengers into it, it everything just started getting into like well campy and these well good fight scenes but it's just here's my thing so and it's my problem with the Nolan verse version of things Christopher Nolan yeah okay the whole Dark Knight, Dark Knight yeah. Returns thing. You, if if you rewatch Batman Begins, it's got cheesy elements to it. You know, you got the over the top scarecrow, the city. It almost felt like he wanted to make a Tim Burton movie in a way, because like the the monorail system that he used in the big glowing city, it transported in a different way. And then Dark Knight came, and they're like, let's make this very real world based. Yeah. But up until that point, you took a character that's already dark and ominous, and you try to make him darker and more ominous, and that's fine for Batman but Marvel Marvel's like okay let's it's great that they're doing one character that way but you can never branch out with that Nolan verse into making an entire universe like that like it's it's good for one person right Marvel's like we want to do something for everyone so to me Avengers is still my favorite out of all of them does it have cheesy parts yet do they have plenty of parts that are you can tell like that was made for a kid yeah 100%. Yeah, sure. But being a guy that's read comic books his entire life, that was everything I ever wanted. Really? Like, I finally got most of my top-tier superheroes all in one movie, and it worked. You know, you got Hulk fighting alongside Thor, which is something I never thought I'd see. I've seen Batman. I've seen Batman whoop somebody's ass. I've seen him fight the Joker before. I've seen him be dark and brooding. I've seen him fall in love with a girl, not fall in love with a girl. And I kind of lost respect for the Dark Knight saga when Christian Bale just recently said, he's like, yeah, I never gave Batman my all. He's like, I never felt like that was a character that I really cared about. Like, you're you're fucking Batman. Like, oh, good for you. Like, why wouldn't you care about being that, like, you, you can make me elongated man tomorrow and I'd be like dude fu- I'm fucking I'm gonna get a tattoo of elongated man on my sh- on my fucking chest I'm doing the full nine so I mean there's that but this to me this movie was Marvel's version of doing something kind of dark and the moments that it was dark it got pretty fucking dark like when the uh when the woman gives Tony the picture of her dead son you feel the weight of that when you see the buildings collapsing and it's falling on the camera you felt those moments are there still cheesy moments yeah you still need something that the kids are going to want to see which is where Spider-Man comes in 
Right. So, I mean, I think here's the thing with uh, what what Dundee's like point of view is is that with the evolution of like the superhero genre and how it came up, we go from campy '80s to like happy cartoony stuff to Tim Burton coming along making a very operatic Batman, a different spin, but still, if you go back and look at it, it's really campy. It's all on a soundstage, but it put it on the big screen. Now, Christopher Nolan, whether you love him or hate him, you have to give him credit because he did play a part in bringing it mainstream right. by putting Batman in a real world situation. If you look at Batman Begins, it's really just more or less a cop movie with a guy who wears a costume. Mm -hmm. Um, So it made it believable and it expanded the audience. Now, with the expansion of the audience and then with, you know, of course, the X-Men, you had to have this... The X-Men are a little bit different because they're still campy. They're Marvel property. They're they're cartoony. It's like impossible situations and scenarios, but also brought onto the big screen. So when Iron Man came out, the appeal from the Nolan-verse translated into that because Iron Man still rooted in somewhat believable science. But it was fun. That's That was the difference. Right. And it was fun. Yeah. When we start throwing Thor, mm-hmm. I think that's what the the DC-centric group has an issue because then, then we start to get into unbelievable, the campiness, and that translates into Avengers, and it's like, oh, magic, and then the Hulk, and then we're, we're crossing, we're bringing Robert Downey Jr. into this universe where, you know, Hulk exists, and aliens exist, and Norse gods exist, and I think that's where we lose a lot of the European yeah. audience, because, uh, you know, in Europe, or maybe you know in England so much they're quite the opposite they're big they were big on Batman versus Superman versus the Marvel yeah the American Civil War that and they don't like America shout out to our UK listeners I, I just uh, I just don't think the story was was that I don't know intricate compared to like X Men movies compared to Guardians of Galaxy ah Guardians of the Galaxy that's like the Beach Boys movie yeah, of the Marvel universe had, everybody the loves that the movie had yeah. so much thought though the Guardians of the Galaxy had so much thought I feel like Civil War and even like Avengers Ultron of Age of Ultron um the writing was just I didn't I think it was just very basic. Yeah. But it, it appealed to the masses. See, no, my, my thing is Captain America Winter Soldier is still my favorite really? Marvel movie. Oh, man. Only because you have to understand the story. Um, I was following Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so I was very into S.H.I.E.L.D. versus Hydra and the flips. And Captain America Winter Soldier turned that whole universe upside down. And, like, you probably wouldn't realize it if you had you not watched the TV series. Or you might be familiar with, you know, Hydra and S.H.I.E.L.D. and, you know, what happens. But, I mean, just Agent, uh, what's his name? Sitwell. Sitwell. Just that whole scene on the roof. I mean, it wasn't very visually appealing, but it's, like, totally changed the, the scope of the Marvel Universe. I it walked into Captain America Civil War expecting that integration with this movie. I was a little disappointed that it wasn't. I, I thought there was going to be a tie-in. You have to give it credit because it definitely wasn't a movie that was setting up the Infinity War. It was kind of a movie, if you, if you, in retrospect, if you look at it, to introduce new characters like Black Panther, um, Spider-Man. And like Spider-Man, yeah. and then also showcase Ant-Man, which I feel stole the movie, yeah. you know, jumping ahead. But um, otherwise enjoyable. Like yeah. the, writing, the writing wasn't great. I, I'll, I will give you that. It's it's The, the plot twist was kind of, eh. Here's the thing, because David and I were talking, he's like, he's saying that Baron Zemo in the comic book is completely different than how they portray him. At the same time, I'm glad it wasn't just, here's Baron Zemo, he's dead by the end of the movie, he off himself the end. You still have a possibility for him to come back, maybe eventually put on the mask that he ends up wearing, and you're still setting up for the rest of this. Captain America's not just done once Civil War is over with, you know, there, there's a possibility of more movies, or uh, at least for the characters to continue on. At first, I was disappointed that the other Winter Soldiers, nothing happened with them. Yeah. But then I was thinking back. I'm like, look, if if it would turn, if it would have turned into now we got to fight 
like five super strong soldiers, it would have been the same thing as, as Iron Man 3. That kind of makes you wonder if that was changed when, you know, they changed the movie from Serpent Society. Now, if you remember, the third Captain America movie was supposed to be Captain America Serpent Society. So it kind of makes you wonder if those Winter Soldiers would have come into play had the... Uh, I don't think so. I, I think I think that whole thing was supposed to be kind of like a bait and switch. Like, look, we're going to we're gonna set these guys up into you thinking that it, this movie's going to be... Like, I think everyone kind of thought once Tony realized, oh shit, Captain's going after this guy that's going after Super Soldiers, you know, the Civil War's ended. That's it. There's going to be no more fighting between them. And then you see that Steve was holding something back from Tony. Something huge. Something, you know, about his family. Something that shaped them in a lot of ways. Yeah, you know, that kind of brings a good point. Captain America overall, after watching this movie, kind of an asshole. Yeah. Not as much as Tony. But Tony, he deserved to be that upset with Captain America because he was withholding that information about his parents. Yeah, but not enough to whoop his ass. I can can see you being like, dude, you know, you should be telling me that shit. Not, okay, now I'm going to, you know, whoop your friend's ass. Well, okay. You know that he has nothing to do with it. So one, can we stop with the killing of the parents... Like, <laughs> across the board. Like, I understand it's good motivation, but uh, it's getting old. I'm sure the characters are saying the same thing. Two. <laughs> like, I don't want my dad to die either. <laughs> Two. Although I did appreciate that we didn't have to kill Uncle Ben to see Spider-Man this time. <laughs> Two. Way to ruin Mother's Day weekend, fucking Marvel, by killing somebody's mom. Yeah. <laughs> good job with that. But, yeah, it's easy to say, okay, Tony should have been like, dude, you should have told me. But he actually had to watch his mom die oh, on yeah, VHS. That was, that was terrible. I mean, yeah. Right. You could have do it in high def. What the fuck? Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I couldn't watch that scene. The, the other part is, fucking Captain America, you know what's on the video. Fucking shut the laptop or whatever fucking movie. <laughs> Wait, they couldn't because they were in that room that they couldn't touch anything, no, right? Saying, no, they were... Destroy the monitor. Oh, okay. Yeah, destroy the monitor and then go after Zemo. At the same time, though, I think Steve understood that the time has come Tony needs to see this. Like, he needs to know... Like, he deserves to know what really happened. It, I mean, yeah, you can sit them down and have a falafel after the movie, but it's like... Like, I mean, granted, it made for the final scene, which, again, if we hadn't seen that in the trailer, that would have been an epic last scene. But because I was waiting for that one scene, the whole movie, I knew what was going to happen. But yeah, Captain America, shut down the movie, go after Zemo, credits. I like the fact that you had that, um, they're all fighting, and then you have a conflict of words between two characters that are on opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of how they felt about uh, vengeance on certain people. Like, you have the Black Panther who's just telling them, like, I won't be that that guy yeah. i can't be that guy and then you know this guy tries to take the coward's way out he won't even let him do that yeah i thought well, that was kind of it kind cool of end it. i don't know it kind of wrote off another opportunity to do a really great marvel villain but i just think because caesar at one point leans over to me he's like the black panther's pissing me off i'm like <laughs> he's like he's fucking he's a crybaby like, like his dad was fucking <laughs> blown up basically again like, killing other parents you have to do that. It's in the comic. Yeah. Um, but besides, that's that's like saying, do we have to kill Thomas and Martha Wayne again? Yeah, don't get me started on that. Oh, man. But Black Panther, he was, he, the Black Panther was awesome. probably, he was, he saved that movie. I, for me, at least, he was great. Uh, I love the relationship with his dad. It's like, uh, Baba, yeah. my son works. <laughs> I went into it very much. A, I already knew I was going to love the movie because I, I liked Civil War, the comic, for the most part. We talked about like how we knew it wasn't going to translate off the page onto the big screen well enough. You can't do the exact same storyline. It would never fly. Yeah, I was I was half expecting Captain America to die somehow, given I did see a trailer that you refused to watch um, where Agent 13 was introduced into a fight scene. Um, it's the one where, you know, Black Panther. And I was glad that that was in like the opening sequence of the movie. But given 
given that Crossbones was in the movie, I was half expecting Cap to die. Especially with Chris Evans' contract being up with Marvel. I thought War Machine was going to beat that. Yeah. Oh, same here. I thought yeah. he was going to I know this sounds bad, but I kind of wish that they'd have done it. I can't think of a movie where Don Cheadle dies, but apparently <laughs> he dies in a lot of movies. That's actually a category on Doug Loves Movies. Uh, Dawn of the Dead, movies where Don Cheadle dies. I think he died in traffic. Crash? Crash. Did he die in Crash? I don't know. I was banging that really hot chick, though. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. The fact that, not that I wanted them to kill Cap, but I almost felt like at the end of that scene, well, someone's going to die here. And for a split second, I couldn't tell, like, oh, shit, is it going to be Sebastian Stan? Is it going to be Chris Evans? Maybe it might be Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. If they'd have killed Robert Downey Jr., that would have been fucking crazy. Yeah. That would have been, I don't maybe if they weren't owned by Disney at this point. <laughs> they might have taken that, that big a risk. I kind of like the fact that it ended with the letter. A letter from Steve to Tony. Oh, yeah. Like, I, said, I don't know. know how I feel about that. And then the flip phone, like, what? And But that's the, to me, that was such a <laughs> funny thing. It's like, he knows that Tony's super technology, like, oh, here's, and, and to Steve, that is super technology. Like, look, it's a fucking phone <laughs> that you can carry around. Be impressed by this shit. I was from 1945. Why don't you go for the Zach Morris brick then? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he showed up in a buggy, you know, at one point, which was also hilarious. Like a Nokia rolls out of the FedEx box. So I like the fact that ended with words like, you know, you can you can have the Avengers of yours. Like Steve knows he can't keep doing what he was doing. It was it, just going to cause more trouble. It just pushed me further towards Team Iron Man because see, to me it's the other way around. To me, it's like Steve's like, look, I'll, I'll be the bigger man, cop out. You can have the Avengers. I'm out. I still don't believe in what you believe in, but I'm not going to fight you about it anymore. But still, it's like. I'm never really felt a part of anyone. I didn't even even the army. I didn't feel like I belong, and I don't belong in the Avengers. Like, yeah. dude, how many movies are we gonna see Tony Stark be like? I have to pay for my sins. I created the Avengers, and and now everything's my fault. He's the my fault guy of Marvel. <laughs> no, but he owns it though. Age of Ultron. Everyone's gonna die, and it's gonna be on my fault. This movie. All those people died. That little boy died, and it's on my fault. Like, dude, just fucking sack up. <laughs> Get into this fight. It's going to be awesome, which it was. You can't deny that the fight scene was amazing. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. good. In the airport. And I um, love the um, I love the ultimate Iron Man suit. With all the lights. With all the lights, yeah. yeah. That was a nice nod. I was, uh... I did not like the disappearing helmet. Like, let's make Tony's helmet completely disappear because it's a little Transformer so we can get more Robert Downey Jr. like hair and makeup. And his hair comes out perfect like every time the helmet... Hey, hey, hey. I'm sure if I had hair, it would come out perfectly as well. (laughs) Spider-Man. We'll be remiss if we don't talk enough about Spider-Man because I know Nelson's probably waiting for it. Spider-Man. I'm not a fan of Spider-Man. I never have been. I probably never will be. Really? But I loved Spider-Man in this movie. Yeah. From the introduction of Peter, hot-ass Aunt May. Spider-Man was so great in the movie. I completely missed that. That was Marissa Tomei. Until, you know, the, the second... Trailer at the end. Spoiler really? alert. Just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I overlooked that it was Marissa Tomei, and I'm oh, looking at the credits, and I'm like, I, I, turned, I turned, and I was like, uh, who was Marissa Tomei? And she was the aunt. Aunt May, which was not a good Aunt May. Aunt May is old. She has white hair. This is Marissa Tomei. See, but I... Who's still... Who's old. See, I don't, like, take I don't get that. You gotta... Tomei. Now, in this, Peter Parker's 16, which is cool, because he's finally a fucking right. teenager in these movies. Not a 26-year-old dude playing a teenager. Wait, Tobey Maguire played a teenager in the first Spider-Man, though. But he wasn't a teenager, is what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. you have a teenager actually playing a oh, teenager. Oh, you're right. Okay. Okay, just a sidetrack. Did the choice for Zemo throw you off because it looked like Tobey Maguire? Because I felt like this guy looks too much like Tobey Maguire. No, I just kept thinking, hey, that's the Nazi that killed all the fucking soldiers in, <laughs> in uh, Inglorious Bastards. To which he was amazing in Inglorious Bastards as mm-hmm. well. 
But I like the fact that Aunt May's not an old-ass woman, because I never understood that. Like, how fucking old are Peter Parker's parents that Aunt May is, like, on her deathbed? <laughs> like, in the Ultimates, they made her look a little bit younger. She had shorter cropped hair, but I'm like, still, how old are they? Some of my aunts still look very relatively young, and I'm 32 years old. She dies in Civil War, doesn't she? No, not really. I think she's in the hospital or something, or she gets severely hurt with being attacked or something. I can't I remember. I thought she dies, and that's why Spider-Man goes back to the black costume. No, I think I think they just get attacked, like, once he reveals his identity. So I, I felt like the, the whole scene when... I really enjoyed the scene when uh, Robert Downey Jr. locks the door and he has a conversation with Spider-Man. That's a great sequence, but it felt forced into the movie. Because it's kind of like, all right, well, just Robert Downey Jr. happened to know about this for a while and decides, okay, I need somebody. So I'm gonna hit him up. Maybe you had him on the back burner. <laughs> I mean, it's better that than man. We can't find anybody, and some and somebody else is like, "Hey, there's a guy in the web over there." And now it's like, follow him. We gotta go to his house. Like this is sort of like, like okay, you know, I didn't want to have to bring this kid into it, but. But how did you figure out that it was Peter Parker? He's Iron Man. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. Maybe they'll delve into it later on. I really like that uh, Tony Stark gave him the costume. Yeah. I would have liked to see the red and gold though. Yeah. I could do without the arms. If it was like a red and gold costume, I thought that that would have been cool. I like that they utilized the cartridges rather than it coming out from him when he was... Oh, yeah. yeah. The first three movies where it came out of... The organic Peter Parker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They actually used the cartridges, so that was good. I like the fact that he's uh he made his own computer and shit. That was kind of He's cool. a dumpster diver. <laughs> I don't know. I, to me, there was way more good than outweighed the bad. I, I really wish Crossbones would have had a bigger role. Yeah, so... That kind of killed the uh, possibility of Captain America dying in the end, in Act 1 at least, because Crossbones got killed right away. Which, again, missed out on another opportunity to get a good villain in the Marvel Universe. A villain worthwhile. An arch, an arch enemy, if you will. I think Baron Zemo has a chance. I'm hoping we see more of him. Because that actor is a really, really good actor. He's still young, so he could still play in a lot more movies. And... Now, I like I like the motivation, but I mean, we're, we're kind of killing the Sokovia victims to death. <laughs> to death. Um, but I like the motivation. It's very Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Nora. 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 <sighs> Everybody freeze. Ugh. <laughs> Not that, Mr. Free. <laughs> I really like that opening sequence where um, they really tried to showcase Elizabeth Olsen in this movie. I like that the um, the female roles weren't over-sexualized. I mean, it's kind of nice to see some cleavage out of Scarlet Witch. But, I mean, positive roles, nice costumes. You finally get to find out that it's Sharon Carter. Yeah. Which is nice. And, it, and, you know, you have the Black Widow, but not even in, like, skin-tight black leather Black Widow. You got her in, like, a trench coat, which, being a father of a daughter, it's kind of nice to have a female role model with her cleavage not... Not all hanging out. Right. Although, not that she, I complain about that. She right. kicked ass in that movie too, though. She was. Yeah. She was. Yeah. All the girls did. Fire. I mean, even the scene where Sharon Carter and Black Widow are fighting, I was like, nice. Like, you know, it's good to see Sharon Carter fighting. I love that they opened with choreography. I love that they had a lot of uh, parkour, hardcore parkour. Yeah, for sure. They really wanted to showcase everyone's fighting abilities, which, like, Captain America 1, he fought like shit. There was no actual, like, hand-to-hand combat. He threw his shield all over the place, yeah. but he didn't actually really fight. Winter they- Soldier, the knife scene, where he's actually fighting with Winter Soldier and... You know, he just has the knife. Amazing scene. Yeah, and that was uh that was like a one shot scene. Like and that knife I thought that knife was like CGI'd for sure. Like you know, it was flying around too far. But Sebastian Stan talks about in the extras like actually practicing that, like on the bus on his ride home, like flipping the knife around. Which Sebastian Stan taking the bus how awesome is that? What fucking celebrity says that shit? Well he's still not that big. What else has it been in? My dreams. <laughs> 
<laughs> it would be my Winter Soldier. Giant Man, loved that. Absolutely loved that. I like the fact that Vision blew out War Machine. Because in the trailer, it almost makes it look like Bucky does it. Yeah. And, like, Party is just like, damn, wow, like, he's... He went that fucking far. Like, he blew this dude right out of the fucking sky. Talk about Sebastian Stan. It's a shame that he won't have... Like, you could probably have a Winter Soldier movie. Yeah. Like, the the sequences, like, the badassery of, like, his scenes, like, blocking bullets with his metal hand, flipping the motorcycle. (sighs) That was awesome. Would you want a Winter Soldier movie, though? Yeah. I'd take one. Man. I mean, Sebastian Stan, probably not that great an actor, but just the action sequences. I'll take that shit over a cyborg movie. (sighs) That would be the equivalent to, like, Ghost Rider Blade, don't you think? No. Blade was awesome. Blade was great, but le- the part uh, Trinity? Trinity was yeah. terrible. I mean, I was growing up playing Nintendo. I was a big fan of uh, Captain Commando. If you remember that, with the Captain Commando. Yeah, uh, that would have been a cool you know, Winter Soldier esque. You could probably make a movie of that. You could do it like Jason Bourne, just with a fucking metal arm. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I got to find out what happened to me. You know, I got to right some of these wrongs, and he's just fucking whooping ass. Yeah. I like the fact that the action beats were spaced out well. It wasn't like Batman vs. Superman. It was like, a long-ass movie. Yeah. Last, like, maybe half hour is all the where all the action, all the action is. Like, you don't get shit else but action in, like, the last half hour, 40 minutes, and that's it. I like the product placement was uh, pretty minimal. Yeah. You know, or at least if there was a lot of product placement, I didn't notice it as, as much Define as Age of Ultron. Product yeah, placement. Like, like when he was wearing Beats headphones. Oh. Yeah. I mean, Audi was still very prevalent in this movie. I think a, a couple times, even the police cars were like Audis. What's Europe? Yeah. But, um... All right, so favorite part of the movie. Black Panther fight scenes. All three of them. Three or two. I mean, the airport scene. Yeah, I gotta go with the airport scene. Airport scene alone. But still, with Black Panther in there, it was... Yeah. Cool. Motorcycle scene with Black Panther was, was dope. I think Paul Bettany plays his character absolutely perfect. I think they could have tweaked Black Panther's lines a little bit more. Like that that, that opportunity where he, he kind of alludes, now I'm the king of Wakanda and the Black Panther. How, how long do you think you can keep your friend safe from me? You know, it's, it's, it's kind of like a good sentiment, but the line was kind of off. English doesn't seem to be his first language. It cut <laughs> the guy a break. <laughs> was that supposed to be Storm? No, I don't think so. No. The ball trick? Yeah. S- Storm has never been bald. She had the mohawk, but she has an age apocalypse. You're talking about the girl who talked to Black Widow. Was like, yeah. Get out of my way or something. No, Get out of think... the way or you'll be moved oh, out yeah. of the way. I don't think that was Storm. He's like, as entertaining that as that would be. Bathers! <laughs> or wipers. Wipers? <laughs> oh, man. Because who was that Coming character? Coming to America? <laughs> yeah. Does T'Challa have, like, a, a female bodyguard? I don't know. He had his own comic book for a while when they were doing the Marvel Knight series, but I never picked it up because I was like, who the fuck really cares about... Like, David Merkel got out of there. He's like, congratulations, Marvel. I actually really want to see the Black Panther movie now. I do want to see the I movie. do, too. He's like, I, he's like never yeah, in a million years definitely. did I think I was going to give a shit about the fucking Black Panther. And here he is. Oh, he's great. In all his glory. The Adam, when the fucking helicopter's just shooting at him and just looking at it, I was like, I want that suit. That's fucking yeah. awesome. It would look stupid on me because I'd take it off. They'd be like, well, you're not even fucking black. I want that or, meta shirt with the chain. Yeah, there's a lot of fashion stuff that I want. You know, <laughs> like that, that fucking Iron Man glove. That was cool. It's not a perfect movie, don't get me wrong, but this was the most recent movie that got me all like geeked out. Like, oh shit, there's, you know, this and this. Oh shit, there's that and that. And uh, I feel like Paul Rudd stole a lot of scenes. Yeah, I like the fact that they didn't have a, a problem throwing in curse words in this shit like they said shit a few times goddamn a few times um you 
in Spider-Man said, holy shit, when Giant Man became Giant Man. Spoiler alert, by the way, for this entire fucking show. <laughs> I know it seems a little late, but just huge. <laughs> when he throws the truck. Yeah. He's like, shit, I thought that was a water truck. Oh, man. That was awesome. Even when he just greets Captain America. And now afterwards, someone's like, yeah, you didn't see that in the trailer? And they're like, oh, you didn't see that part in the trailer? It's like, no. I stop after, like, the second trailer for movies now. Because I really don't want to be disappointed. Thanks, buddy. Falcon, I don't know. I like I like the Red Wing. I love the fact that his thing's called Red Wing because in the comic he actually has a Falcon named Red Wing. Yeah, it's just, it's almost a little too, almost a little too powerful a hero in this one, almost. But, I, I mean, I guess if he eventually is going to take up the, the Captain America shield, you know, we want him to be a little more of a badass, but it's, a, it's like he has everything. He has the goggles, he has Red Wing now, he's got missiles that shoot out from under his wings. The wings are like a fucking shield. I like the fact they use the wings as a shield. Like, he's still, he's been out of the military for so long, but he still has military tactics where, you know, he has to seek cover. He has to make sure that he's using barriers the, the right way and stuff like that. He still says, you know, on your six. It's a little stuff like that, that even when, you, your meet, when you meet any kind of veteran, they talk like that. Like, they're always in military mode. So I like that a lot. Does this get you geeked up for the next movie, which is Doctor Strange? Even though they have zero tie into one another? Mm, no, no. Like, I, I, the ending of the movie was very much, oh, well, now what? Like, are they friends? Are they not? Are they... And, and so if, if Captain America goes to the raft and frees the rest of the Avengers, do they go work with Tony? Do they work go work with Captain? Like, what the hell's going on? Like, I, I did not like that ending. What's he gonna do? Like, he doesn't have a shield now? Yeah. I really hope that there's, like, a loophole where... Chris Evans like no I don't I'm not gonna play Captain America anywhere but I will play U.S. agent and he gets like you know a black costume on you know where he could still be awesome but not necessarily be Captain America. He's um, gonna go back and play uh, Human Torch <laughs> when they when they finally incorporate Fantastic Four. Fuck I, that. You know I even enjoyed the comedy beats in this movie. The fact that he's driving a Beetle, the whole yeah. Winter Soldier and uh, and Falcon in the car. Can you move the seat up? <laughs> no. He picks up a Sharon Carter and they're both like nodding their heads. Because I, I like that part because he looks back and it's his two best friends that he could have. One from way the fuck 70 years before and, you know, a guy that's got his back now. But again, Captain America, kind of an asshole. You could have signed the document and just kind of went along with it. Like, in retrospect, it wasn't like just signing the book. I mean, you already had Bucky safe in Act 2, right? He was in custody. Could have signed the book. I think he was going to, but when he found out that um, Baron Zemo was, had gotten in there, he went to just investigate. Like, you know, you guys can't keep him safe. And, you know, he... he understood that if Bucky stayed there that General Ross was going to be like he's not worth it fucking kill him I mean it when it boils down to it, he's trying to protect his best friend. So so here's the problem again with the Mutant Registration Act versus the Sokovia Accords. Because there's no, there's real no levity in agreeing to just Superhero that, Registration Act. Or, yeah. There's, there's no real levity against signing or not signing that document, if you think about it. Like, it's kind of like Black Widow said. Like, you still have one <laughs> hand on the wheel, and, you know, they, they still acted against the document, but it's just, they were just acting against General Ross, like, with them, out of him knowing. Iron Man still went to help Captain America, you know, he still he still had a signature on the on the document. So like, why couldn't Captain America have done the same thing? Well, because even Iron Man's like, look, they don't know I'm here. I'm looks like I'm gonna have to arrest myself. Like he's basically saying, yeah, I'm gonna get in trouble for this. Like there's he understands that there will be consequences for these things. It's not, yeah, I did it. 
do something about it. Like, he understands, you know, I signed this thing. I have to forego something. And if it was up to the government, Bucky would be dead and Captain America can't have that. Because he's like, if we're going to kill him off, or if you guys want us to essentially kill off my best friend, who's next? You know, are you, are we going to be a hit squad now? And I, I like the nobility in him where he's like, we're doing what we're doing. Yeah, he still sees it almost as a war thing. Like, unfortunately, some people are going to die in a war that we're fighting. Like, nobody wants to admit that, that it's a war. Everyone wants to be naive and say, oh, we can stop doing this we can stop doing that it doesn't work that way it can't work that way but I, I still stand with cap and i feel like if i was a superhero i wouldn't let the government be like no you can't do that like all right stop me motherfucker. <laughs> so that's yeah. what i'm saying like if, if he signed if he put his name on the book or not it wouldn't have made a difference anyway it might not have made a difference to you but what if the government's like fine you we can't do anything to but we're gonna revoke take money away from like your family to help pay for cap doesn't have da- a family da- well not cap but like tony they might you know seize his assets and he just invested all this money and all these kids to to have a program they might with hawkeye they might say no you know you will never see your family again now you know we're gonna put them in witness protector you know we might hide them away but i mean hawkeye went to jail like yeah. that, that's the thing like <coughs> rest of the avengers or rest of the team captain went to jail and like what pissed me off is like hawkeye as you know wife and kids at home he was basically retired he wanted to do cap a favor and cap's basically like well i'm just doing this to save bucky i think he understood well it, it wasn't just bucky it was also scarlet witch like you, you're keeping a scared girl against her will locked up because you're scared of her she doesn't know what's a sign she's not she's not in the right mindset to make those kinds of decisions she just lost her brother she's not used to this world yet she can't control the powers that were given to her but you're gonna lock her up why because you can't control her because you think that she's more of a danger to everyone else instead of helping her out one of our own so it comes down to that and it's like you know if we start locking them up then it's gonna come to a point where we don't get to have any say on anything that we do anymore yeah but still like if you're Captain America you know that there's nothing that they can do to stop you and you know the signing of the paper is just a moot point but like Tony's point was well I mean we're signing the paper because I mean if we don't do it now they're gonna you know come for us later and this is just kind of a this is kind of a this is a middle ground this is just we're just doing it just to do it you know we're and like even Black Widow brought it up it's like oh yeah we have to gain part of the people's trust but it's like we're still gonna do what you know we do I don't know I, I think even after hearing both arguments I still wouldn't sign it either I'd be like no go for it <laughs> but that goes kind of hand in hand with we're gonna talk about work kind of like what I do for a living like you're, we're warned very much about just signing off on everything even if something sounds 100% perfect it's like you can tell me whatever the fuck you want there's fine print somewhere and until I know every aspect of this whole thing I'm not doing it. but awesome movie <laughs> Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Unless you're Dundee. Exactly. Although Caesar also said, uh, Caesar's like, I actually prefer Batman vs. Superman over this movie. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> I would not go that far. Yeah, I didn't believe that he said that. He's, But he was real, he was very surprised by Ben Affleck. He's like, Ben Affleck to me made that whole movie in. Really? Yeah. <sighs> I, I agree. I think Ben Affleck was the best part of that movie. Yeah, that, Ben Affleck is pretty good Batman, I'd say. Lex Luthor is the least favorite part of that Oh, movie. he was terrible. He was the... Oh. But see, see, Dundee, you're not familiar with the Frank Miller Batman, though. That's, that's no, kind of a I'm different... Not. Yeah, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> He's the one that wrote basically everything that the Joker was in The Dark Knight is oh. because of Frank Miller. Everything that essentially happened in uh, Batman Begins is because of Frank Miller. So so Frank Miller, for, for the modern day... Batman enthusiast. That's the quintessential Batman book. That that's when Batman went dark. If there were no Frank Miller, there'd be no eighty nine Michael Keaton Batman. It would still be sixty six Batman with Adam West. That would be the the face of Batman that you see. So if you can, I would recommend bringing up the Frank Miller book because it'd be a good read. Even Batman if, Year One. 
Start with Batman Year One. Yeah, I, just, I skip that over. It's it's a good book, but like Frank Frank Miller's Frank Miller. If you can't, or you're too lazy to read the comic like me, um, you can pick up the Dark Knight uh, Returns. Or is it Dark Knight? Yeah, it's a Dark Knight Returns. Dark Knight Rises. Returns. No, it's Dark Knight oh. Returns. It's um, it's an animated uh, oh. movie played by uh, Batman's played by RoboCop. Peter Weller. Batman One. And, Batman Returns One and Two. There are two volumes. Yeah, worth uh, picking up on Blu-ray. You know, not even renting. Just buy it. It's not quite Batman the Animated Series. But but it's awesome. It was the inspiration for Batman the Animated Series. It's uh, and it's an inspiration for Batman v Superman. It's an older Batman who you know is is basically tired and he, he wants to be done being Batman, but he's Batman because he's Batman and he carries his legacy. And um, it's an interesting twist. Now jumping away from Civil War, but still keeping Marvel. Have you seen the Daredevil TV show? Uh, no, I think I tried watching one full episode, but I just haven't had time to watch many episodes of that. Daredevil and Jessica Jones, and what it seems like the Netflix series are trying to do is bring the DC fans that feel kind of how you feel about the real world aspects of superheroism, it's bringing that to the Uh. forefront. So it's like, yeah, we understand that a lot of this stuff is very fantastical when it comes to the movies. Here's some more grounded shit that you could watch. And to me, they encapsulate Daredevil perfectly. Again... A lot of this stuff is based off of Frank Miller, who wrote Daredevil for mm-hmm. a while. So you get a lot of the the real dark and grittiness. It's, it's essentially a Batman, a good Batman TV show. I've heard good blind. things about it. Aubrey loves it. JD loves it. Ronnie wasn't 100% sold on the first season, but he really enjoyed the second season. Jessica Jones, awesome TV show. She has superpowers. She's super strong. And you get to meet people along the way that are very, very intense in terms of both writing and acting abilities. The acting in these shows are fucking awesome. I tried watching the first episode of Jessica Jones, but I felt like I was watching Dark Angel just for all of us, so I <laughs> turned it off. When she uses her powers, it's a little... It looks a little over the top, and I agree with that, but... It's when, actually pretty rare that she uses her powers. Yeah. When you get deeper in, like, episodes like six or seven, it really starts to get intense in terms of the, uh, what's going on in the scenes and, and the, uh, how fast-paced it ends up moving after a certain amount of time. Yeah, with that universe, I feel like Daredevil Season 1 is, is opening. Like, you kind of have to power through the first five episodes to get hooked. And then Jessica Jones is something you want to watch after that, because if you start with Jessica Jones, you're not going to enjoy Season 1. And then watch Season Season 2 of Daredevil because that tops Jessica Jones. So you tell me this new Daredevil is not like what it like the Ben Affleck the No, not at all. Okay. Not even close. No. Like if if the Ben Affleck's Daredevil was Batman 66, then this Daredevil would be Batman 89. Ah. Darker gritty. He doesn't even put on the Daredevil costume until There was a good fight scene that I did watch. It was the Dare I think it was his first episode where there was like a fight scene in the hallway. The 5 yeah. minute the yeah. 5 minute fight scene. Oh, that was a good one, yeah. No cuts in that. That's to me what makes it even cooler. It's like they went through that whole fight scene. They didn't cut once and you could see the fatigue on everyone's face. Oh yeah. And that's how like I don't know if you it's guys have been in a fight scene. A 30 second or a, a fight scene if you guys have been in an actual fight. 30 seconds in a fight feels like fucking forever. So five minutes of fighting is exhausting. Absolutely exhausting. I feel like the last person on earth that doesn't have like a Fitbit or some shit. You have a pedometer on your phone. Yeah but I can't even take my phone to work. Yeah, I guess I so. do most of my walking. You have a fitness tracker? No. I'm oh. Pedometer on my phone. Because, like, there are people at work that, like, every, like, 10 minutes are like, 24,000 steps, yep. let's go! <laughs> like, <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? Just just walk. Just fucking, do you have to know how many, exactly how many steps you take in a Check day? this out, though. I got an app that pays you to hit 10,000 steps each day. It's called Pact, and it pays you, like, 64 cents a week. But if you miss 
a certain amount of steps during the week, you have to pay five dollars. Damn, yeah, that so keeps you, get, you, on track. you get paid to work out, so it's it's good. That's sixty four cents a week. I've reached thirty dollars since I started in July last year, so I'm shooting for like thirty three dollars for the year. I don't know, it's it, but like there are fucking children in like Bangladesh that can make some shoes for thirty four cents. And they're <laughs> really working. Shout out to Bangladesh if we have any listeners. <laughs> What do you want to move on to now? Oh, fuck yous. We got to do some fuck yous. All right, so you know what the fuck yous are, right? Uh, I think so. I think I've, I've heard some stuff. Just something that you're upset about. Okay. All right, so both of these things happened in both theaters that I went to on two different parts of the city. So the first one was, if you're going to take kids to the theater, know your kid. If your kid is too young to be in the theater, don't take them. If your kid has bladder impulse control problems, don't take the kid to the theater. Uh, we went to see a screening of Civil War. Now, this is a screening. So, it's two days before the movie came out. Hardcore either fans or movie buffs that they put in for these tickets months in advance. I happened to win tickets and it was by luck of the drop. But everyone there is a hardcore movie person. And to the right of me is a family of four. Mom, dad, two kids. One kid's like 12. Fine, you're allowed to be there. You don't know what the fuck you're doing, but whatever. And then a kid that couldn't have been older than five. Now, I understand... It's Captain America. Yes, you can argue that it's made for kids. Take that fucking kid on a (laughs) Tuesday morning at like 11 when nobody's fucking there and he's fine. But when it's nobody's seen this movie, (laughs) it's quiet as shit because everyone wants to know what the hell's going on. And I hear, Dad, in in this volume, Dad, I have to use the bathroom, Dad. (laughs) Dad, I gotta use the bathroom. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I want to be like, take the fucking kid out. (laughs) Take him out. Take him out. Leave him out. You're there to bring him up. Just go to the fucking register and be like, let me get a large bucket. And just have it there for him. Like, kid, here's an empty popcorn bucket. Because it was it was about four times that he's like, I gotta use the bathroom again. Get, stop, <laughs> stop giving him soda. Just leave him alone. Uh, and then yesterday, there was like an infant crying. We saw this movie at 11.30 at night. There's no reason why an infant should be in a the theater at 11.30 at night. You, you, you cannot justify having a kid out at that time. Like, oh, well, I work late and it's the only time I can see a movie. Figure something else out. There's no reason a little kid should be out of their bed at 11.30 at night. And then another fuck you is to people fighting during a movie. Yeah, we have civil war. It's getting intense. I understand that. But I don't need you fighting with one of your boys a few seats away. Again, the screeners, most of these guys know one another. This was during the screening? This was, one of them was during the screening. Where the hell did you watch the movie? On the north side. Oh, shit. The screening was on the north side. See, North 14? Yeah. That's where I went. Yeah. On Western? Yep. Oh, and usually they're, they're pretty good. I mean, they're all fucking dweebs for the most part. If they've seen a vagina, I'd be surprised. And one guy must have just been on his phone. And so the guy right in front of me, he's like, get off your fucking phone already. <laughs> and he's like, hey, you can't talk to me that way. And he's like, I'm so tired of it. You always do this. Get off your phone. So... That was it. That was the whole fight, but it was that loud. And then when the movie was over, they get back into it again. So I guess the guy that was on his phone told his son, go wait for me outside. The son goes out there. He's like, look, I'm with my fucking kid. You can't talk to me like that. You can't curse me out in front of my fucking son. And he's like, how come every time we come to one of these things, you're always checking your fucking phone? Stop it. Like, just turn your phone off. He's like, oh, you can't tell me what to do. You don't know what I have going on in my life that I need to check my phone, blah, blah, blah. The movie that we saw yesterday, I don't know what the fuck happened, but they were, they got into it halfway through the movie and then it 
by the end of the movie that, again, almost same scenario. You don't know what we're going through. Like, what the hell are you people going through that you went to the <laughs> movies? So that's, think about it. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. If it, one, if, if you happen to know that you're going to be on your phone, maybe think about not going to the movies or grab an aisle seat. Something. Or cover your phone. There's no reason you have to have it upright like this. Like, hold on, let me check my phone. Nope, no calls. You know, put your phone kind of down. You could do one of these. Like, be incognito with it. Like, fuck no <laughs> messages. Okay. Even if you have a message, do you have to check it? What the fuck is the emergency? You can't be like, give me two hours. Two hours without my phone. I go eight hours a day without my phone because of my work. Some people in this world would go fucking crazy with not having their phone for eight hours if they're not asleep. So for 16 hours a day, I don't have my phone. Dundee, any fuck yous? Hmm. I do, I think. All right, so yesterday I went to Western Regal 14 as well. So I was trying to watch the movie. The dude next to me was twitching his leg throughout the whole movie, two and a half hours. I think he might have been on some drugs, man. I think he was on <laughs> I swear on everything, he was grinding his lips, or grinding his teeth, sorry, biting on his lips. The whole time he was just twitching his leg, and I couldn't focus on the movie, so that screwed my movie experience up. So special fuck you to him. I know you guys don't talk politics, but I'm going to have to say fuck you to Bruce Rauner, a state governor, just because I go to Northeastern right now. And there's Oof. a lot of state budget cuts, and they might be closing next year. So then there goes my master's. Northeastern if is closing? Northeastern might be closing. Chicago State did close uh, this year. Um, so. so my high school and my college will be closed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So fuck you, Bruce Done. Rauner. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is, that's mine. Rodney? Uh, I'm going to say fuck you to the armrest uh, Nazis who go to the theater. It's like, it's just a down the armrest line. It's going to lay my fat arm on it so you can't, <laughs> you have to sit in between the seats. There's got to be a better solution for that. Can they, like, do seats that are, like, one seat's higher, one seat's lower? I guess that kind of screws up dates, though. Just, well, depends how you look at it. Yesterday, I went to Chicago Ridge, and there they had the seats that recline. Like, you press the button. And each one of those seats has its own set of uh, armrests, and they're about, like, this wide each. So Is that a new thing for Chicago Ridge? Yeah. Because Chicago Ridge is, like, that's the mall that's stuck in the 80s. <laughs> no, Chicago Ridge, the theater itself is fucking nice. There's really? a bar on the side okay. and everything. So now you sit down and you're just like... Like, and it's got, you know, the, the leg thing that comes out. You're like, holy shit. Yeah, I saw I saw Captain America at uh, um, 600 North. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they do have the recliners. And, springs to my really, really. This week's really, really is brought to you by Lim Insurance. For the moments in life when you find yourself saying, really, really, make sure you have the right insurance, whether it be for home, life, auto, or porta potty. Give a Lim Insurance a call at 312-945-6254 and get a free quote or visit their website at aliminsurance.com. That's A-L-I-M for a limb. Because they're not going to charge you normal leg. Like, I thought you were gonna sing it. Like, I was like, "Holy shit, he's gonna sing!" Nope. No, I actually needed to breathe. <laughs> um, yeah, this week's really, really is uh, to 600 North Michigan. When you go up and you can order. Now, granted, you're paying movie theater prices, so it's like twelve dollars for a hamburger and fries. But you can go order and you can order food. And I was expecting them to. All right, here's your food. Go. You know, go on to the theater, and they're like, "Can I see your ticket?" And like, I'm in the theater already. Like, you just like, don't believe me that I'm here to see a movie, and I'm just kind of randomly walking in to order food. And they're like, "No, we need to scan your ticket." Okay, give them the ticket. Yeah, we'll give you your burger. Uh, we'll bring your burger to your seat. Really? 
Really? Like, you can sit down. They know where you are. The aisles are big enough. I really appreciated that there's an appropriate... It felt like a very large living room as opposed to a movie theater. Um, we did have the recliners with the uh, the ottomans, but they're too comfortable. Yeah. Like, I was falling asleep. Like, Do they have the tables on there, too? Yeah. Tables that rotate out with the cup holder and just you know, eat in front of you. Now, granted, you're paying prime time prices... For a matinee. Yeah. But... That's how Showplace Icon is when you sit up in the VIP section. Yeah. Actually, I think I've been uh, I've been in that section before. I like that section. But they but didn't the have... I don't, think, I don't remember them having the Ottomans, though. Yeah, they, it reclines up. Okay. The only thing I don't like about Showplace Icon, I feel like the sound system is very... Like, it's all bass. It's like getting into a hood person's car. Like it's, <laughs> it's like, hey, do you like the song? <laughs> like, is there other lyrics? Like, oh, you don't hear it? It's beautiful. And it's Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> I hate this shit. My nose itches the whole time. It looks like I'm on coke. Yeah, I used to be that guy. You were that guy? <laughs> I wasn't guy. I couldn't stand that shit. Like, my glasses are, like, rattling That's around funny. my face. You were. Didn't you have those in your MR2? In the Civic. Well, oh. I had yeah, the MR2, I'll say. MR2. That's an old-ass sentence. Did you have that in your MR2? <laughs> <laughs> Was it red? Green. No, it was blue. Oh, blue? Yeah, it was navy blue. Oh, dang. You missed that car? I do miss that car. You were going to sell it to me, weren't you? At one point. Yeah, a lot of people wanted to buy yeah. it. Nice car. It's fucking good. Rodney had an MR2. Really? <laughs> really? I don't think I even have a really really besides that I think that's as good as it gets I don't remember what birthday it was but I decided it was it had to have been so let's see um, it had to have been your 10th birthday because um, right. I had the MR2 when I was like 16, 17 um, obviously when I started driving and um, Dundee wanted one of those uh, basketball hoops not like oh, yeah, not yeah. like a full on uh, <laughs> you know actual post with the goal and the, you know you fill the base with sand it was like a Fisher Price Fisher- <laughs> yeah orange and blue yeah it was a little bit nicer than you know my son's oh, little dude, tykes basketball. I remember that? Oh god! So you know I had money at that point because I was working. <laughs> it was like first job, and like you know Dundee and Aubrey were the again next in line to Ben Paz Arjunan. So it's like those were the kids that I was taking care of because <laughs> I was their elder. Like they're the only. There were the only two that I was elder to until Rhea came along. So basically, Dundee's 10th birthday comes along, and he wants this basketball hoop <laughs> made out of cardboard. Probably you know Plastic. maxes out at eight feet tall. They get extended to. I'm driving a two seater <laughs> yeah. with like the trunk the size of a duffel bag. Oh man! So we drive down to Toys R Us and like, all right, Dundee, it's yours. He's in the in the passenger seat. I'm in the driver's seat. We bring it out to the car. <laughs> yeah. How the fuck are we gonna get this home? <laughs> So we had a bunch to, of geniuses around here. We had to uh, we took the sunroof off of the car and put that in the trunk, and we used the uh, the A frame and the B frame to tie it to the car as we drove down Cermak Road. Oh my god, I remember that. Are you guys Asian? Like <laughs> yeah. you guys figured out the math on this? <laughs> I don't know, 16 years old, I mean, the little cousin's 10-year-old yeah. birthday. That should be a really Dundee, really. <laughs> but you're 16 years old and Asian. You should have been like, you know, fucking... Technically, you're 25 if you're 16 years old and yeah. Asian. It's like AP calculus for, you right. know... No, it's the only car I had, so you know, what are you going to do? No, what was even funnier was um, when Sandra and I started dating, this had to have been like 2001, 2002. It was 21, 22. Rhea, I think Rhea had to have been like 12 years old. And um, around that time, I had pretty decent money because I was working two jobs and I um, was going to college you know we are still in college at the time I used to go to Great America on every Wednesday like through the summer I would buy a season pass and I'd drive up to Great America Wednesday so most times with Sandra um, sometimes with you know so Rhea was in town and um, it was one of the days where I don't know if Sandra was working or maybe she was grounded or something um, she couldn't make it to Great America but I had taken a Sandra to Great America before and she wanted one of those giant dolphins that's like 
It's a stuffed dolphin <laughs> the size of a motorcycle. Um, and you have to play the rings game, which is practically impossible, where they have the, you know, the, <laughs> bo- the, the water jugs and you have the rings that looks like you have to squeeze it on top of the bottle for it to actually fit. So, of course, I had a season pass to Great America. I got a coupon that do, okay, buy one bucket, get, you know, another bucket free. And it's like, we're basically 80 rings that we're throwing. Rhea gets one of the rings onto the <laughs> bottle. So, like, nice. We can bring one of these dolphins home for Sandra. At that point, my, <laughs> I had a Honda Civic. Oh, jeez. Tudor Honda. I'll come back for you. (laughs) Wait right here. I'm going to take this dolphin home. Tudor Honda Civic, nonetheless. The coupe version. So we had to basically fold the seats down in the second row. I had to to move everything to the trunk to the sides of the trunk. Rhea and I were both in the front seats with the front seats pushed up to the dash as far as we could. With the dolphin's forehead pushing against my rearview mirror. (laughs) And we had to drive home from Gurney to Chicago, which is about a 40-mile trip. That's funny. Down Route 41. You get Sanders' dolphin home. Again, you're Asian. <laughs> At that point, just invest in like a shit ton of bungee cords, and you could have just fucking driven back and forth doing that shit. How much do you appreciate having a van now, motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> Ask me how many things that I've bought that actually taken up that much room in the van, dude. Well, it's, okay, like right now. <laughs> Marie and I went grocery stop shopping, and it was one of those times where you ever hold off on grocery shopping, like, you know, we're just eating peanut butter this week, and it gets to a point where you're like, okay, <laughs> we finally have to fucking go grocery shopping. No, no, I can't stand that. I go grocery shopping even if I have to buy one thing, I especially mean, toilet paper. We we try to do that, but with the kids, us being busy, you know, it's Sessie's birthday, blah, 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 just, it's like an insurmountable challenge for us to find time to, to go grocery so yesterday, he was like, tomorrow, we we have to go grocery shopping. I'm like, I'm down, fuck it, let's go. So finally we go, and we get to Cermak Produce, we buy a whole bunch of stuff, we get to the trunk, and there's the fucking, the wagon and the stroller. And I'm like, why wouldn't we empty out the trunk first so we have all this room to work with? Because the, the seats are already down. So I tried putting the, the stroller on top of the wagon, but it kept like wanting to slide off i'm like all right so now we're trying to fit bags over there then we had to go to target pick up other stuff so then we had to put stuff on top by the time we were done i'm like this was so fucking stupid we have an entire (laughs) minivan and we're gonna not have room see that's that's the homeowner mentality i'm still in the you know apartment mentality where it's like if i buy more than four bags it's gonna take me two trips from wherever (laughs) i find a parking spot to get that shit up two flights of stairs and into my place so what sucks for us is getting the bags out of the trunk, going up the steps, and then Seb- Sebastian or Cecilia are at the top of the steps waiting to come down. And we have the gate closed, and we're like, no, stay there. But now you have to try to move them over, hold on to the 80-pound bags, because you have gallons of milk in one hand, something else in another. you got to open the gate, move them out of the way, keep them from going downstairs, put the bags down, try to run back down, get the next group of bags. and <laughs> Yeah, but the nice part is it's like your car is next to your house. Yeah, that's true. Like, you just don't have to walk two blocks with these gallons of milk. Oof. Plus those kids. Yeah, I don't miss that. I mean, uh, pretty much the kids are the last thing we take out of the car sometimes. That's funny. Or sometimes I'll double park. Usually we take them out first. (laughs) Take them out, set them down. But see, then they get in the way. (laughs) And they they definitely get in the way. But or or I'll leave Sandra in the car with the kids and I'll trick the groceries. But like I literally, if I need to buy a packet of cheese slices, I'm making that. I'll I'll go to the grocery. I'll go to the grocery store every day if I have to. Like people at Costco probably recognize me by now. It's like one day I buy diapers, next day is wipes. 
Oh, no, usually we try to knock out everything at once. <laughs> I, I like going to the grocery store where it's like, I don't need the cart. Like, if I can run in, run out, like, get what I need, that's the kind of shopping that I do. See, I'm the guy where I'll go to Target and it's like, I need to get one thing, I'm going to grab the cart. Because you never, especially in Target, you never fucking know. But see, that, that's why I can't wait. That's another reason why I can't wait in grocery shopping. Because it's like, if you have a list, there's always something that you forget. Like, if you go just for the one thing that you need, like, odds are you're probably not for even though I... I fuck up, I fuck up everything. So now it's gotten to the point where I tell Marie... You take a picture of what you want me to fucking pick up. I'm not <laughs> like one day she's like, get cheese. I was like, okay, what kind of cheese? Mozzarella cheese. Okay, how much mozzarella cheese exactly do you need <laughs> for lasagna? What the fuck does that mean for lasagna? How big are these lasagna trays? Do I need to get the five pound bag of mozzarella cheese? Am I getting you know a single pack of mozzarella cheese? Do you want me to get a block of mozzarella cheese? So you could grade it over the fucking thing. <laughs> like, be specific. Like, when I write this shit down, I'm like, 16-ounce bottle of blah, blah, blah. 20-ounce bottle of blah, blah, blah. The four-pack of something, something, something. You know, I, I make it as specific as possible. Do you, you ever hear that book, uh, Milk, Milk, Eggs, and Vodka? No. Oh, it's great. It's a um, people's shopping list that, you know, they randomly found. You know, it's like somebody wrote down uh, you know, apples, bread, ginger, and then they drew out a picture of ginger. Like, cause does anybody really know what actual ginger root looks like? No. Nope. Isn't it all, like, weird looking? Yeah, it kind of looks like a bonsai tree. Yeah. Yeah, I know something. <laughs> and of course, you'd say bonsai tree. Asian. <laughs> so getting back to really, really. <laughs> Dundee, you have any uh, really, really? Actually, I do. Alright, this is probably not a really, really, but it's a really. So the other day I was at the hair salon. My hairstylist was cutting my hair. Everything went well. Got to work. A co-worker of mine goes, do you have a cat? And I'm like, no, why? He's like, you need to look in the mirror. I was like, what? So I look in the mirror and there's these scratches on my back, neck. Uh-huh. She fucking cut up my neck with the razor. And I didn't know until I got to work. And I was bleeding and I looked like I was just disheveled and i i don't know i felt like um people were looking at me i work in social services so i work with behavioral mental health and i just felt like people people they fell down the stairs yeah well i felt like people were thinking man he's probably self-cutting himself at the back but um yeah so really salon girl um cutting my hair now did is this somebody new that you went to it was somebody new yeah dundee and i had a separate conversation dundee like has some nice hair where it's like it's long on the top but like <laughs> faded around the side and it's usually like combed pretty well so you know i was curious as to like if it's like one like a one guard like all around and then it's just like how do they cut the top and dundee was we were saying he was saying just uh, this past was it sunday you know he goes to a different person every time oh yeah i don't know why i do that but it was a good it's a good haircut i like it but she fucked up my neck <laughs> So now, do they do they use clippers on the back? Is they that use clippers. It? I don't know. Or was what it a straight razor? It was. It wasn't a straight razor. I've gotten straight razor before, where they would you know line I you up. I love a straight razor. Yeah. There, there's if you're at the barber shop, there's nothing better than the warm towel. Well, no, the, oh, the warm foam. Sh- the warm foam. The, the shaving cream. Yeah, they do. And the straight yeah. razor. Like I, I seriously thought about buying an industrial like. And I use electric razors. I used to do that. I used to get like the, the Puerto Rican like line there <laughs> with the straight razor. Um, I used to be that guy. Right. Yeah. And the blowout and the, the fade. But no, I got, I got a regular. Strap. Yeah, <laughs> I got the regular haircut and she still cut me up with the freaking yeah, what is it? I, the buzzer. I don't know what they do to get the shaving cream warm and the, and the razor like. Well, I guess I use a new razor every time. Yeah. You're supposed but, to. Now, my really, really is that Dundee is complaining about a fucking haircut. <laughs> yeah. In the house of a bald man. (laughs) 
Because that's fucked up. I went to a barber shop for the first time in like <laughs> two years, a few months ago, and I was like, I just need you to just. At the time, I had like a, kind of a full beard. I'm like, I just need you to line up my beard, make it look like it's one piece rather than it being all scrappy that it looked. And you know, he's like, Do you want me to do anything with your head? I'm like, No, I got this. This is the last <laughs> thing I need you to fucking worry about. Just get the beard. And so he just basically lined me up. He's like, That'd be twelve dollars. I'm like, You didn't do it. Like, <laughs> it's twelve dollars for. A haircut, twelve dollars for shave my face. So it'd be twenty four dollars if I did all this shit. Twelve dollars for a haircut is good, man. I spent thirty five dollars on this haircut. Nice thing. What? Yes. That, that's besides yes. tip or that's tip? besides tip. So are you good tipper? Is for, I am. I I, I do twenty percent, at least twenty percent. This time I it was thirty five dollars. I, I tipped her ten dollars, not knowing she cut my neck up. Did you go back? No, no, no. See that that's that's. Are you confrontational? No, definitely not. I'm not confrontational. So you're like your sister? Yeah, I would say so. I'm, <laughs> I'm not confrontational. I would I would like her to keep her job, but um, probably won't be going back to her. So if she's open next time, are you gonna say no? No, definitely not. And it's appointment based, so I I, I could just make an appointment and say, hey, not this girl. <laughs> but I won't say why. I won't tell her because she she so- slipped me. But. Who is the confrontational person in your family? The moms. <laughs> yeah. The moms. No, no. I mean, it kind, of, it, it kind of depends on the situation. Like, who's who's the person that's going to be the first one to get up and, like, put on a show for people? Like, the like moms. be, like, the greeter of your generation. Of our generation? Of our generation. Like, the most outgoing person. Yeah, yeah. Confrontational? Not just confrontational, but, like, like Aubrey's like, I, you know, I get nervous hosting a party in my own house. Like, she's like, I can't stand basically being, like, the center of attention for a moment. Yeah, no, it's... It's all across the board. <laughs> <laughs> Just... Like, even even, even, even Anthony, or Tony Arjunan. Who's is, the most, like... He's, he's the most out there, yeah, like, recognized. Recognized, like... He, uh... Who's the second most? If he's the most, like, who's right under him? Because he's famous. He's, like, like he, could oh, yeah. get, he could get recognized kind of yeah, shit. Yeah, totally. I guess maybe Sister Rhea. I mean, she does... Yeah, I would say so. Or... Yeah. Rhea. Is her first name sister or is it just sister. Rhea? No, it's sister Rhea. Rhea. Sister, sister Rhea. Sister. History. 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 So you guys just call her sister Rhea? Like I have a, his sister his Rhea. His sister Rhea. Oh, that's his little sister. Who's next? Mark? Uncle Mark? Yeah, you call him Uncle Mark? I call him Uncle Mark now because all the kids call him Uncle Mark. Because I have like a cousin. It's my father's cousin, but I call her. Like to this day, I I almost have to say cousin Anita. Like I can't just call her Anita. Like she's not an aunt or no, or you know anything like that. But I have to call her cousin Anita. I mean, I'm not like Filipinos. Like you guys have a title for everyone. Oh yeah, yeah. No, totally. we, we've gone to aunt and uncle. I guess nobody's really going old school. But yeah, even even Tony Arshanon, it's like I don't know. I guess. He's not confrontational. Nobody's confrontational. Well, well, no, I mean, in terms of, like, greeter or, I mean, even when he meets his fans, like, I think he ran into, he was with Mark when, you know, they ran into oh, okay. these two girls recognized him. He's like, oh, that's Tony Arjunan. He's like, oh, they're not talking about me. Like, it's, yeah, let's get out of here, kind of. I guess we're all very, what's the word, um, Humble? modest? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think it's a cultural thing. It's like children yeah. are meant to be seen and not heard. I mean, we have our fun when... But you're adults now. <laughs> like, I can see that when you're younger. <laughs> but, like, what happens, you know, when you guys are the older generation? Is that when you guys are going to be like, I'm out of my shell now? That's when we're going to go crazy. Start like kicking doors in and shit. Yeah, I think we're still Tell trying kids to... to shut the fuck up. I think we're still trying to figure that out. Because yeah. it's like... <laughs> I was talking to Aubrey the other day. And she's like, do you want to be anti-Aubrey when this <laughs> Do you want to be Tita Aubrey? Yeah. Or, or how does this work? And it's like, okay, so... Is Amara Manang Amara, or is it like? <laughs> That's funny that you had that conversation. I can't, cause you know, you know what my sister wants to be called by the kids, right? What? T Lai. T Lai. I'm like, what are you like a, a rapper from yeah. Atlanta? <laughs> like, hey, I'm Uncle Fundy. Yeah. 
Uncle Fonday, your Uncle Rodney. Uncle yeah, Rodney. Everybody calls me Uncle Rodney. Sissy calls me Uncle Rodney, doesn't she? Yeah. yeah. Tia Rodney. Oh, so she's the only one. She's... What's my sister? I don't even Auntie, Auntie Aubrey. Aubrey. Oh, okay. I don't have, I mean, so far, yeah, the, your kids call me Theo Adam, right? Yeah. But, like, I'll tell my kids, like, that's, you know, say hi to Theo Rodney, say hi to Uncle Dave, because, you know, I set that precedent. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, it's whatever they call me. Like, no, what the fuck do you want to be called <laughs> so that they know how to how to talk to you? But see, that that adds a whole other layer of complexity to it because when Sandra and I got married, it's all right. Here's the Here's my side of the family's invitation list. And it's like, are we going to invite you to Bic? What's her address? I don't know. I kind of know how to get to her house. But what's her real name? Tita Bic. Tita Bebe. Like, yeah. We have like three Tita Bebes. Yep. And it's like... Which one's who? If I saw her name on a phone book, I wouldn't be able to pick it up. Tita Ndai. I didn't know your mom's name for the longest. Maybe until like three years ago when I found out your mom's name was... And they randomly made up these names for each other. Yeah. Yeah, what the fuck? Like, none of them... Well, I guess like, my grandmother's got her soul. Her name was uh abuela lola but her name is juana so it's not like lola's even like you know there's no l anywhere in her name see, she has two in her nickname see to me or to us like abuela lola is kind of redundant because abuela is spanish for grandmother but lola is tagalog for grandmother yeah. so it's like grandma grandma nice good catch like grandma of a grandma it's like grandma's grandma's she's the, she's the only one that i can think grandma. of that has grandma, grandma. a name that doesn't make sense it's like six generations there like Tootie. Like, who the fuck? Tootie. Welcome to our world. None of our names make sense. Yeah. I mean, granted, my nickname growing up was Chewy, but apparently there's a backstory behind it. Well, I mean, I think with Tootie, for example, I think that, you know, there's more than one Maria. Yeah. So. Oh, so, yeah, that's like Aubrey. Aubrey's name is Bung. Remember that? Bung Bung? Ba-Bung. Ba-Bung. Anthony Boulin. Aubrey's name is the sound from Law & Order? <laughs> yeah. Ba-Bung. Ba-Bung. Yeah. That's awesome. She has a new nickname. Ba-Bung. It is Law & Order. That's, that's... Atiyaya. That's your sister? Well, that's because no one can say Lila. Oh. And that's that's kind of weird to bring up because, like, Sandra's little sisters used to call her <laughs> Yaya. So that's weird. But, I don't know, it'd be weird for you to call Aubrey that because I think the only person you used to call Aubrey that was... Her dad. Oh, yeah. And my mom. It's like, only my family really gets away with calling me Rod. Like, if Dundee calls me Rod, I was like, oh, yeah, sure. But it's like, if you called me Rod, I'd be like, what? Yeah. It'd be awkward. Yeah. They call me Dun. Dun. There's no way to shorten my name. So, it's Adam or... That's it. Nobody uh, really calls me Chewy anymore. I, I remember somebody told me that Aubrey got her name from a song. Which oh, song yeah. Was? It was a bread song. Yeah. I don't know And it was song. called Aubrey. <laughs> it's a good song. I never now, heard Do song. you speak Tagalog? No, I don't. I speak more Spanish than I do Tagalog. Dundee got his name from actually his um, his mother's maiden name and his father's yeah. surname because it's Arjadan and Guhil D. So he took the last syllable of each name. That's how they created my name. I tell them all it's because they call, well, they got it from Crocodile Dundee, but that's not the truth that didn't spell the same way makes more sense though people will get it more if I said that there's a there's a guy I work with his name is um, Trevia that's his last name Trevia like shampoo no no Tresme isn't there the trivia? No, wait, no, that's the sugar. <laughs> Sweetener? Trivia? No, Trevia. T-R-A-Y-V-I-L-L-A. Hey, Trevia. Exactly. Oh. He, uh, I went to high school with, with this guy, and now I work with his brother. Like, it's a weird fucking coincidence. Tamazula? Tamazula. That's a joke for Trambia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How are you guys talking about? Fools Russian. Fools Russian, yeah. <laughs> Tamazula. Trambia. Tamazula? Trambia. <laughs> what the hell is a Trambia? That bus over there. <laughs> Chandler. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Now I remember. Liz is laughing her ass off right now. <laughs> She's the only one. <laughs> we get it. You guys are fucking weird. <laughs> Some hype? Yeah, hell yeah. I still say, what's her name? 
Sophia Vergara over Selma Hayek. It's just, alright, we're gonna close it up. Yeah, it's getting early on Saturday morning. Holy fuck, it's too far. <laughs> alright, promotional segment. We want to promote all the great shows on the Get Disease Network, including You're Gonna Get a Disease, which is the Death Star Mothership Flagship Show. Mothership Flagship? What kind of? Ship? Yeah, I don't know. This is a good show. It's the bullshit show. With uh, Luke, Nick, and uh, now more Jonah. A little more Jonah. 30% more Jonah. Uh, Something 8 with uh, SMPHB and uh, Mr. Jared Sampson. Shout out to the Samsonites for... J.D. Sampson. Shared uh, May birthday. Speaking of Samsons, Badge Dialogues. Sorry, Claire Sampson and usually a guest. I still want to be on there. Das Drunks? Yeah, with 100% more Jonah. <laughs> it's all Jonah with Nick. And I need to read it, record another one. Yeah. Waiting for another one of those. And of course, you're true. Yours truly. Bah, 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 bah. Of course, representing the nerd community, as if you couldn't already tell with this long fucking podcast of us <laughs> talking shit. We got Nelson. What's the last time we had Nelson on? I don't know. Liz might try to come by for the for the 104th episode, which is going to be airing or uh, recording on May 22nd. So if you're free May 22nd, uh, come on by. Dang. We're trying to get as many people as we can for the big 104th episode. So Dundee, of course, you're invited. Cool. It's fun to listen Sunday. to on a Memorial Day. Podcast yes. that makes your Memorial Day barbecue suck a little bit less. In case you don't want to talk to your relatives during that barbecue or something. Fourth of July is coming up. So we're going to, once again, promote um, Buy American. On 9-11. On 9-11. Since uh, that's going to be the real starting point for our talk of uh, I Love America. Yeah, it's not so America. much by American only on 9-11, just by American on 9-11 to kind of send a fuck you home to send a fuck you home to the terrorists. Terrorists who tried to ruin the American economy on 9-11. Instead of we will never forget, let's turn it into a shopping name. Yep. Uh, fat Kardashians. Fuck all things Kardashian and Kanye West for that matter. <laughs> Chloe Grace Moretz is going to be in Neighbors too. Oh, uh, on my solid neighbors. Did I say that the last week? Have you not seen that before? No, no, I hadn't. No, I hadn't seen it at all. And I thought it was actually a very, very funny movie. Good movie. Yeah. Rose Byrne gets really raunchy in that movie. Yes. Moira? Moira from X Men, right? Yeah. yeah. Everything comes back to X Men. X Men, fucking knows, yeah. but fucking I love Civil X-Men. War. Oh. Unbelievable, Dundee. Fox's animated X Men. X Men, yes. Um, but Marvel, you can't get them. Well, I mean, I guess none of the characters. I mean, Marvel technically doesn't own any X Men characters. No. Are you excited about uh, X Men Apocalypse? Yes. Absolutely. So excited. I Jubilee. think, I, th- I feel like X-Men is one hair away from fucking everything up. No. And they're, they're, they're just writing, like, their, their movies are entertaining as fuck, but they're right on the edge for me of being like, oh, no, you fucked it up. What? Mm-hmm. X-Men was like the kickoff for all Marvel movies. Yeah, we're aware, but it's not. Again, I mean, Daredevil came out after, right after X-Men 1. Technically, Blade was, but... Yeah. Yeah, and X3 was kind of rough. It was terrible. But Days of <laughs> Future Past... Origins? Um, Days of Future Past fixed X-Men 3, but I feel like Apocalypse might well, refix it to make the whole series terrible again. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they screwed up a lot of things. I mean, how many times are we going to do Emma Frost? Oh, yeah. Know? Although January Jones, I like January Jones. But technically, they killed her off, didn't they? I don't even remember. She's that good actress. Guess diamonds aren't forever. Will I Am as uh, whatever that guy was... Oh, and X-Men Unmem- Unrememberable. <laughs> Not rememberable. Oh, hey. Speaking of which, what's, uh, we hadn't talked about, uh, um, I just saw, um, Ice Cube is, uh... That's not legit. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thankfully. As Green Lantern. Thankfully. Yeah, I wouldn't watch that movie. No. I wouldn't watch it. I want there to be a giant Troy! <laughs> Troy, Troy! It's gonna be a good day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw that posted on Facebook. Satisfaction. All right. So I guess that's it. Oh, um, Tony Arjunan on SoundCloud. Red Novella on SoundCloud. Reading came first 
on SoundCloud. Yeah. Smith Signal on SoundCloud. Okay. Cam Dupree is coming up with a lot of good stuff, so make sure you check him out. Real Fans Twitter. for Real Movies podcast. Uh, Holy Batcast with Andy DiGenova. Taking the Bullet with uh, Roman and Leroy. Also a good uh, podcast to listen to. We're not podnogamous, of course. Geeks of Go-Go. Check out oh, Geeks yeah. of Go-Go. We're yeah. on uh, there on Mondays. You got some good stuff, good people to follow on uh, Facebook. I just hit up Will to see if he and Monica can join us for the 104th episode, which would also be a lot of fun. Very excited for that. What else are we missing? I think that's it. All right, let's go on the podcast. Signing off from the FTC, I'm Roddy Sinio. Um, I'm Adam Flores. Uh, Dundee Gehildi. And um, that just happened. Good episode. Marvel's better than DC. I agree.